Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast, the official podcast of jaysjournal.com and fansided.com, where we discuss all things Toronto Blue Jays baseball. We'll talk about news, rumors, and game recaps. So whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started with the team, this is the podcast for you. Here's your host, Craig Borden, with co-hosts Jason Lyons and me, Ken Alfred. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast. Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> we have kangaroo court this evening. Toronto Blue Jays fans are at up in arms and still have not gotten any good answers. And it's nearly two weeks removed from the decision and the lack of playoff performance. And basically the end of all our fun that we were having near the end of the year, guys. So we are back after a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope you two enjoyed your Canadian Thanksgiving where me down here in the States, I got to wait a couple more weeks. <laughs> so I totally forgot about last week. So I apologize boys, but um, how are we doing? Well, let's see what happened since I was away last. <laughs> Apparently nothing happened. A lot of finger pointing. <laughs> a lot of finger pointing and a lot of nothingness happened. Apparently, so still not happy about how we did, but I know we're going to get into that. But aside from that, the turkey ate was good. There you go. There's always a win in there somewhere. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always always nice to have a day off, spend with the family, and uh, yeah, apologize to everybody. I mean, we, you know, we are regular people, and we do have days off, and when things don't work, they don't work. But you know what? It's given us. It's given us just a, a cornucopia of things to discuss. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, really disappointed about the way that the uh, the season ended uh, in way more ways than just one. Um, and um, for all the regulars out there, beware, there might be a couple of F-bombs coming out of this mouth tonight. Um, uh, just forewarning. <laughs> yeah, this might not be the most kid-friendly kid, kid friendly episode. Yeah, not PG. Ever, yeah. <laughs> oh, and go Phillies. Go Phillies. <laughs> I'm hoping for the Phillies, too, because I got to... I was, you know, I, I was doing a Brewers thing. I was like, I got to root for the Brewers, and that only went so far. <laughs> so to that point, it's a good postseason if you're, um, you know, looking for any underdog you humanly possibly can in every matchup. There are no longer any 100-win teams at all in the Major League Baseball playoffs, which is, I think, the first time in a long time to this point in the playoffs. So it's, it's going to be a bit how it is. But anyways, guys, we're here to talk Blue Jays baseball tonight. And like, a, there's going to be a reason I'm going to be sitting here like grinding this actual baseball, like a freaking stress ball this evening. <laughs> but let's talk about each thing in the way it goes here first. And we would be doing complete injustice to Toronto Blue Jays fans by not talking about the decision that is equally blamed. There's a reason it has literally been discussed and anybody brings up the decision of late. The decision would be, if you don't know and you lived under a rock for the last three weeks or two weeks, I mean, um, this would have been the, I took Jose Barrios out in the, what, four and two thirds inning ballpark here with five strikeouts. The fact that he looked like Cy Young, Jose Barrios, and he was cruising for Yusei Kikuchi to come in and finish that inning after just one walk by Jose Barrios. That is the decision. So, Jason, I'm going to let you run with this first. Do you think this was the single-handed downfall for the Blue Jays, or was this them, you know, by them angering the, blue, the baseball gods it was in this whole situation? Or was this just the first of many things that went wrong in that last game or in the playoff period? Yeah, I I mean, 
this was a real comedy of errors when you know it shouldn't be comedic um the Barrios thing aside I'll, I'll touch on that in a minute um I think that the Blue Jays walked into that series thinking to themselves thank god it's not the Rays and the twins said you know what we're gonna do we're gonna cram this down your throat we've been sitting here for what 16 years trying to win a playoff game and all we've seen are the stupid yankees and they come into our barn we go into their barn and they beat us like a rented mule and then the jays come in they don't seem to really care they're not focused i mean base running issues aside mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get to each individual um, oh, yeah, issue okay. here. That's why I bit my tongue. <laughs> but let's just run down the, the main parts of this, and then I'll let Ken attack it for a minute. Hitting. Oh, my God. Hitting. If you can't hit, and this goes for everything, if you can't hit, bunt, walk. It certainly don't get picked off at second base when you have runners in scoring position. Like So many little things you can be doing to not end up where the Jays were. What did they score? One run in four games. Is that right? One run in four games. <laughs> One run. Yeah. Two in games. their last four games, including two the games. two before the season. Yeah, two games. So Yeah, but if you, yeah, if you go back that, yes, you're not wrong with that statement. And, and so, <clears throat> I mean, they're, they're considered to be one of the best hitting teams in the league. Now, let's also, you know, we can also say that about Atlanta, who didn't hit their way into now not being in the postseason. But I digress. The Barrios call to have him pulled out was a giant mistake. It will sit against Schneider. It will sit against Shapiro. It will sit against this management group. It will be a sore spot for fans for a long time. Mm-hmm. Barrios has got to still be here for another cup, two years. Yeah. He has two more yeah. years on his deal. And, and so a lot of this roster period. We, we took out a guy who was <clears throat> mowing down his former team. They looked scared of him. They looked like it was the guy who used to play against uh, with them and mow guys down. And they knew it. And when he came out, a collective sigh went across that dugout, even though it was Kikuchi, and you can't really blame those two runs on Kikuchi. You can't. And most people probably have. But what you've also (laughs) done is you've lit two of your good pitchers on fire within the, the baseball community. And to your point, Craig, the baseball gods were very angry about something like that. And for people who don't think that is something that happens, Ask the Rays from a couple of years ago. Ask an, any number of teams that have made dumbass moves based on some pencil neck geek up in the box going, and this guy throwing how many, and the and the baromic parameters. Shut up. Play baseball. Yep. And the baseball gods are a thing. And this is the same thing as, as far as things go. Um, I know everybody's here seen the movie Bull Durham. You don't fuck with a winning streak. If you didn't wash your socks, you don't wash your socks. <laughs> Whatever it is, you just keep going with it. And Jose Barrios was dealing. There dealing. is no other way of saying it. Five no. strikeouts and four and two thirds. That is just insane, especially for a guy like him. And to your point, Kikuchi actually had the best last month of all Toronto Blue Jays pitchers. So he was cruising yeah. up to that point. And in all but reality, they- he copped up the two. They throw him to the Lions. They throw him to the Lions. Picture you put in there. I don't care if Young himself. I don't care if it's Bob Gibson. They're more than likely giving up at least one. Right? I mean, it's the reality of that situation is he's more than likely giving up one. So, I mean, Kikuchi now has a bad taste in his mouth. The fans have a bad taste in their mouth about (laughs) Kikuchi and about Barrios. And it's no one's fault other than whoever told Schneider to do it. And I'm sticking with that. Someone told John Schneider to make that move. And for the people who were uh, are under the guise that the whole team knew it was going to happen, go back and look at Fobachet and the way that he's speaking to Barrios. You don't talk to somebody like that if they know they're coming out. Barrios had no We're going to get to that topic. <laughs> Sorry to jump ahead. <laughs> and the whole other kangaroo court piece of evidence that we're going to talk about. So, Kenny, Jose Barrios taken out of the game. Personal opinion. Well, I'd like to declare my candidacy for the head of analytics for the Toronto Blue Jays. And I'm going to base that just <laughs> off of everything like you guys said from Boulder. That's how I'm that's why I'm pretty sure anybody could do it at this point, if that's what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> not that I've, I've I, you. <laughs> the, ad, the old adage, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Really, you know, really echoes during this moment, right? Like you said, 
Rios may have been up and down during the regular season, but like I think I remember from the last podcast before that we knew that he was going to come in with a chip on his shoulder facing his former team. And you guys nailed it right on the head. He was gunning right through them. No fear. Like you said, I think just to piggyback off Jason's point, man, where they must have been happy when he got out. Right. But I just you literally could see yeah. collective relief to your point, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't get though. Like, so explain to me this analytics guys that are looking at the stat guys. Like to me, you guys are the analytics guys, right? So to me, like you guys are looking through all the numbers and you're relaying information to Schneider. You're seeing how Jose is performing. I can understand maybe he gave up a run or two bases loaded. He's having control issues. Okay, then you could probably have something to say, okay, Schneider, um, he's, we got to pull him, right? Because right now what we're seeing is based on this history, yada, yada, yada. But there was like nothing. There's like an algorithm that was there that says, if these things are met, you have to pull them, regardless of the performance. And baseball should all be about the performance, not about the, the numbers and the stats. The stat stuff is for like, you know, during the regular season, you can have an idea how they might perform. But when it comes to playoff baseball, where it actually matters now, you cannot just look at the stat sheet and make all your decisions based off of that. The other thing, too, if is... If every decision is, was... God. Oh, the other thing, too, is that when that was happening, if that is the case, Don Mattingly has played enough baseball in his life that he should have been the voice of reason. Don Mattingly should have stopped a Schneider on the top step and said, are you sure? Are you sure this is the right thing to do? Because if you guys notice, they actually had to take a little bit of extra time to get Kikuchi warmed up. Because yeah. I don't think, even after the walk, I don't think that they were like, ah, we're, you know, it, it was just, it just happened. And the unfortunate thing for me is that if you look, if you're looking forward as a Jays fan, what's the any kind of certainty that you get like you've got you know guys like Whit Merrifield and Chapman and all these guys that are now unsure about wanting to come back as Jays and I, I, we're going to talk about this yes. later on too but all you had to do was be honest with the guys on the field and be honest with the people afterwards and we wouldn't have this issue if if management had come out and said you know what we screwed the pooch on this we made a call based on analytics. We made a call based on what we thought, you know, was happening. Two lefties coming up back to back. They'd already raked on us. That's why we did it. Rather than, you know, ho-hum, you know, I'm going to direct you over to this part. And, you know, don't look at this thing over here shining. You know, like it's, 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 it's not smoke and mirrors. It's baseball. You can't. And, and, and in the public eye we live in right now, you can't make a massive mistake like that and then just do this. You can't. It's it's right there. This was a decision that it baseball minds in every facet have been complaining about, from the casual fan all the way to the most tenured of baseball fans. Ken Rosenthal basically said WTF the other day during the <laughs> the uh, broadcast. Um, you guys didn't get to see what I saw, which, by the way, was the worst announcement crew ever for a Major League Baseball game here in the United States with Michael Kay and Alex Rodriguez calling that game for me. <laughs> and by oh, the way, really? this is the first time in a, ever that I will ever in a million years even think about entertaining the fact that I actually agreed with Alex Rodriguez on something. <laughs> <in Major League>. <laughs> <laughs> it, it literally uh, puts the Kevin Kiermaier stuff I was talking about preseason to shame how now, much look, I despise. <laughs> the fact I am that not, I am not buying you an A-Rod baseball. Jersey. <laughs> I am not buying you an A-Rod Jersey. I, I cannot, I draw the line at certain spots. That's one of them. So, all I was thinking the whole series, too, because there's a whole two games. Oh, the Twins are never going to win. They still have six degrees from, you know, 16 losses in a row with the Yankees announcers announcing this game. The thing that pissed me off about that the most is, like I said, he was right. 
hundred percent. You don't take Jose Barrios out of a damn ball game. And then the fact that, you know, like I said, I'm actually quasi agreeing with freaking Alex Rodriguez here blew my damn mind. And the fact that both fan bases deserve better than getting Alex Rodriguez to call their game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the twins hate him. The Yan Blue Jays hate him. I remember the damn time he still ran behind Johnny Mack at freaking third base and yelled, boo, and the ball went, or I got it. It was, I got it, he said. I still <laughs> remember that as a Blue Jays fan. And he, Johnny Mack watched the ball drop, and Alex Rodriguez is sitting on third going, <laughs> he's such a dick. <laughs> and not to mention there's that whole, like, you know, he cheated, got caught. How many times? Three times to 162. Yep. 162 game suspension and there's guys like kenny lofton that can't get an announcing job but no let's just give it to alex rodriguez no, he deserves don't to be even, baseball don't even start with me <laughs> like how michael brantley is is or uh no not michael brantley what's his name the guy that's on sunday night baseball he's so good um oh no it, it's not brantley um, um i forget his name but yes you're not yeah give him a freaking so good and and yeah. he gets no run um <laughs> yeah. but yeah i mean Anyway, so back to the Barrios thing. Next one. Who's next? Like I said, you, you don't make fun with baseball guys. He's cruising. And I, by the way, I quoted my own stats wrong because I was thinking 47 pitches. It was three innings of work with five strikeouts. <laughs> so, yeah, that's to that right. point, Kikuchi only gives up the only the one. You know, he pitches a two and a, a, an inning and a two thirds and looked really good, except for that first two batters, which gave up. Two runs. <laughs> so it's like I said, you don't make fun of the baseball gods. And if you look at that rest of that series, the bullpen's the only reason we were even in both those games. But yeah, don't bring him in that early. Now and, and let's let's <clears throat> let's also, you know, let's also discuss the fact that it's not like the Jays got shelled, right? I was they were close, say that. They yeah. were close games that anybody could have won. And um you know, I think it harkens back to sort of, you know, and I know, I don't know, you know, if we're going to come around on this, but I mean, if you don't get hits, you're not going to win games. You don't win games zero zero. Like it just, it's yeah. never happened before. But there's a you know, reason nobody's talking about how the Blue Jays lost game one. And it's because Pablo Lopez looked like an ace. Yeah. Period. <laughs> but I mean, there's a reason that all Blue Jays fans are up in arms around game two because there's a complete blatant reason why but they didn't do themselves any favors to your point either jason but then sunny gray like sunny gray goes into the next series and he gets hammered and the reason that they hammered on him is because they sat back <laughs> they let the ball travel and they didn't try and hit a home run with every swing and i just about said fucking swing every swing and i can't understand why the jays vladdy guerrero jr has hit 136 in his entire playoff career stop trying to hit home runs every time the ball's thrown at you hit a base hit leg one out yep. do anything but what you're trying to do and that mentality bled all up and down the lineup like i mean brandon belt was making <laughs> swings like he'd never played baseball before bichette was the only yeah. one bichette and springer were the only two that looked like they were trying to get on base as much as humanly possible and every time and to they point that out there Santiago yeah. Espinal with two pinch hit yeah, hits. Yeah, Espy was great. <laughs> but they were hits. They were they were base hits. He wasn't trying to murder the ball. And he's smart enough to know that on that one, that broken bat flare that he got, finish your swing and get to first base. I mean, yeah. it's 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 baseball 101. Like <clears throat> I don't know. It's it, it's so frustrating to me to watch these guys casually hit another lazy fly ball to second base and then saunter their fat butts back to the dugout. And you're like, dude, honestly, like go, go and watch a video of Bryce Harper. If Bryce Harper strikes out, what does he do the next AB? He gets a He's hit. Angry. At least he fouls <laughs> off six or seven balls. He, I mean, the guy yes. goes back into the dugout. He takes a look at what he did wrong, and he's like, "Well, oh, you know, I did that wrong. I sucked at that." He goes back up to the so, plate and challenges. Jason, you are going to my next point here. Is I think unless anybody else has anything they'd like to mention on the Jose Barrios thing, out to add on to it. No, good. No. So the next point is literally I'm putting the offense on trial. Agreed. Two games, one run. All right, no runs, right? Brutal. Wow. Yeah. 
No, we got one in the first game. Yeah, <laughs> so, three one and then two anyway. zero. <laughs> yep, and a Kevin Kiermaier uh, single, right? <laughs> anyway, but on that note, they went. They got nine hits out of the thirty-three at bats they had. They left all nine of those base runners on base, none in scoring position, and they struck out twelve times out of those thirty-three at bats. That's pushing half. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's insulting. In it's insulting to think that the guys that were that were driving the the boat were Springer, SB. I mean, Bobachet. I mean, the guy got four hits. I mean, what? Do you, I, I challenge I challenge anyone to challenge Bobachet. Uh, I mean, the guy is oh, proving eight of the nine be, hits. Yeah, the guy is proving eight to the be the hits. best Blue Jay right now. Whether he continues to be their shortstop, where they, you know, whether they athletically they move him to second or into the outfield or whatever the hell they do with him, because if you, if you, he can still hit and he's still going to crush. Like he is starting to get, in my mind, he's starting to get into Tatis Jr. territory, where it yeah. doesn't matter where you put him, he's going to smash. And he's still super young. His fielding can come up at short, it's still not that bad. But I mean, you can't teach. The fact that he, when he got that fourth hit and he was, he looked into the dugout like, guys, like, let's go. Like, one of you guys do something. Help me help you. And <laughs> I, I'm going to say this out loud as well. Every Blue Jays fan that was angry when we traded Varsho, you must be some kind of mad now to watch what's going on in Arizona. Because that kid we traded, who was our dispensable catcher, is a superstar. A superstar. You're, you're jumping topics again. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's for when I got to dump all over management near the end of the show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with, I, so, I, I saw some of the game. I was watching the highlights. I'm like, did the J, were the Jays holding the bat incorrectly? Were they, had the, were they holding the fat part of the bat? Yeah, upside down. They went upside down. Season. Upside down. <laughs> I'm just like, how do you go from, like you said, being one of the best hitting teams in the league to, like, like you said, nine for 33? I'm like, at this yeah. point, we should have brought back Paul DeYoung. He probably would have got a hit out for us. That's how it looks. That's how it looks. <laughs> Paul DeYoung might have actually saved us. Who knows? Maybe. He probably um, would have got to, a single. I don't know. Paul DeYoung hits in the playoffs. We uh, That was one of the reasons we were excited when we got him. That, there's that mm -hmm. whole piece to it. So, kind of gets more insulting than the 9 for 33. Only four Blue Jays accounted for eight of those hits. <laughs> <laughs> Springer went two for four. Bichette went two for four. Alejandro Kirk went two for four. And then Santiago Espinal comes in off the bench as a pinch hitter, went two for two. The only other hit in the whole game, Kevin Biggio. Yep, Kevin Biggio. I don't know what else to say. I, I, I mean, I think, I think one of the other things that needs to be said out loud while we're talking about the offense is why were none of the Buffalo Club brought in? Like why at, why at no point had these guys who the Jays had to put all of their weight on to get them to where they got to, why were none of them used? Like, I don't care when it gets to the seventh inning and Vladdy is 0 for 4 again, get his ass out of there and put somebody in. I don't care who plays first base. Put a bucket there. Put somebody <laughs> in who can hit the ball and wants to. Like, do you guys think that if um, um, Schneider had got a chance to hit in the World Series or in the, the playoffs, he would have been excited and maybe tried to smash a ball into a gap or, you know, like maybe this maybe might, yeah, Schneider maybe that from that It would have been amazing to watch him come in and do what he did and, and just want it bat and put the team back in, light a fire under their yeah. ass like all the Buffalo boys did. Maybe watch that Dark Dalton Dalton Bell was in the miss. end of this game. Strikes out three times. Three of those yep. strikeouts in that my number were were Brandon Belt, and then two of them were Dalton Varshow. The other one with two strikeouts, Matt Chapman. He looked disinterested. Those three guys I would have been pinch hitting for. Varshow and, okay. and Matt Chapman looked like they could have been wanted to be anywhere else but where they were. And I mean, you know what? If Chapman doesn't want to come <laughs> back, I don't know what it is with third baseman and the Jays and us getting a shit run on the ones we've got. But I mean, like Donaldson turned into a turd bag. Looks like Chapman's going down that same route. You know, we've got a pretty decent guy named Espinal who can play third base and seems to want to be a J. And 
I mean, you could probably, what's he making like 4 million or something oh, a year? Yeah, like yeah, if yeah, even that, minimum. you know, like, so, but anyway, come on. there's plenty of good things going for the Blue Jays at third base too, because Aralvis yes. Martinez also had a freaking crazy second half. Once he got promoted up to the Buffalo Bisons, another hitter from yep. Buffalo. And then there's this whole thing that as in Barger actually had a monster second half after coming back from an injury. So spring training at third base is going to look very interesting, but the blue Jays do have to do something, anything, figure out what the hell to do with this offense. And I'm looking at that dugout first one first. I don't know if it's my, these hitters that you were just calling out or if it's the one that's supposedly teaching them and leading the parade for planning of said hitting. And I'm, like I said, I really am over the uh, Yomar Martinez idea here. And I think if somebody's going to go, it's got to be him or somebody that's going to show that they actually care to try getting this team hitting. And I don't know if he's doing a good job or a bad job, but I think, unfortunately, he will end up wearing it is kind of where I'm sitting. But you can't have a team get to the playoffs and do this. And this was the story of the whole season, guys. Timely hitting, clutch hitting. These singles don't get us anywhere, and we can't wait for the home run anymore. Is apparently our damn ballpark's too big now, fellas. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> weren't, we in, weren't we in another ballpark for this one? <laughs> yes. So now we're I'm saying, saying Toronto's general, too big and Minnesota's too big. Dang it! We have a bad problem with Minnesota the last few years. It, it's kind of unfortunately becoming the new house of horrors because obviously we figured out what the hell to do down in Tampa, and that stadium's gonna burn. You know, be rubble in the next four years anyway. <laughs> So there's that whole thing. Maybe I'll like, you know, exercise the demons and <laughs> get us back to norm. But um, we've had, yeah, honestly, since Bautista, Carnacion, and everybody have left, we have not performed in Minnesota at anywhere near as good as what we did. And if you want to look at the, the teams, they weren't terribly different until the last two years. So the quality of the team that Minnesota has been putting out hasn't changed terribly until the last two years so they have a good team yeah is what it is They're i guess teams. so and maybe everybody our ball that, maybe that ballpark means bad <laughs> i mean if, if you guys haven't noticed everybody that made it to the playoffs is pretty good all yeah, those teams are correct. pretty good and i mean for for baltimore to get railroaded by texas i mean that's gotta be dis, disappointed by the jays <laughs> but can you imagine being a baltimore fan right now like i mean Talk about the highest of hopes, the the most confident team going in, and they just got punched in the mouth over and over and over and over again. It was brutal, but they, they learned a lesson. They learned a lesson. Oh, no, they damn learned a lesson. <laughs> Hundred wins, and then doing that, they're going to come back with a chip on their shoulder next year. And I don't think it's going to be fun and entertaining for any of us to be on the other side of that whole. Equation. Texas is on really another don't. planet right now. Texas is playing baseball in on Mars, and the rest of us are are down here watching them. Yeah. Well, Texas we, is the definition right now of getting hot at the right time. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think if you live in Texas, at least you know that some team from Texas is going to be playing in the World Series. Yeah. Don't let's. I don't. Even, don't even mention the other team. I don't know. Just say yeah. boo earns. Boo earns. <laughs> I got my one reason that they could win last year. Dusty Baker's been taken care of. Yeah, yeah, he's done. Oh, we're sorry good. to say, fuck yeah, the ass. Nice guy. See oh, sorry. We call this editing, guys. Seriously. <laughs> what? I think we've been pretty politically correct up until I dropped that f bomb. I, I was expecting there to be more table flips and chair tosses and stuff like a WWE match here, Ken. My no. table's too big. Yeah, <laughs> table's too big. No matter huge tables. So. Okay, let's move on to the next topic, and that is the finger-pointing bullshit that we've been literally witnessing over the last, I'll say, nine days at this point. So, the Toronto Blue Jays fans have been dying as a fan base for answers. Have we been getting a? Hell no. The nice thing that we've been getting more is an, oh, well, why don't you go look over there and see what he says? And then the next person goes, oh, well, don't look at me. Go see what he said. And it's just a pass the buckle on. Somebody needs they, to get in trouble. And the Blue Jays fans deserve it better than this. If someone just owned it, I don't think the Jays fans would be as upset. They'd still be upset, but you know, you take it on you, you just take the hits, right? But if you're trying to pass it off, pass the buck to the next person, now you're just trying to say, like, well, 
really? There's no accountability on the front office anymore? I don't get it. I, it's, and it's a common We'll get to the though. closest thing we've gotten in a minute. If you guys <laughs> haven't ahead, noticed, Jason. this is a common thread around sports right now. Um, I find in years past when larger mistakes have been made or when a fan base has let down, been let down on a large scale, ownership, management, someone has stepped up. Even to some points where in the MLB, you would see a coach fall on the sword and, and be okay with it. You know, like they would be like, yeah, you know, I screwed up. I should have done this. I, I probably shouldn't have let them done this. And maybe our curfew should have been earlier, whatever the hell it is. He, they, somebody's owned it. And I find that with the, the world that we're living in right now, nobody wants to own it at this point because there can be depths of owning that. So let's just say Shapiro or, or any of those guys say, yeah, it was me. I, I mean, I mean, and Shapiro, I mean, I like my, my little thing down here because the J's are O for Shapiro since oh, he's taken over there. He's never won. <laughs> they've never won a playoff game with this guy in charge. So I'm hundred percent with you guys on the fact that somebody needs to get kicked in the shins on this. And I mean, I like Schneider. I, I I think it would be a mistake to fire him. So where do you go? Like, it, it's a real tough one here because management is is not unlike the Vancouver Canucks management where they just, they do that Homer Simpson where they go into the hedge and no one sees. They're like, wait a second, doesn't somebody own this team? And they're like, no, no, there's no one here. Um, you know, look at little cross. You saw nothing. Yeah. <laughs> These are not the droids you're looking for. Um, but, you know, and, and, you know, Craig, you and I were sort of mentioning this before we came on, that Shapiro at least has hinted to the fact that he might be slightly responsible or knows why or, you know, but it's it's just shit on top of shit on top of shit, unfortunately. Yeah. And, I'll get to that um, point in a minute. It's, <laughs> uh, I, that's newer than Blue Jays fans and I might, might have missed. So, but... Kenny, I feel like this is like, you know, we are even to your point, Jason, this is, we all have kids, right? So what are they, I, just tell me what the hell happened and I'll be, I'll be a lot happier with knowing what the hell actually happened versus being more or less flat out lied to and saying, go look over there. I don't care. You know, there's, you know, baseball went through the window. Who did it? And then watch all the kids run away is kind of how I'm currently feeling. <laughs> but what do I know right now? I know that. On field, let's just look at the fun here. On the field, John Schneider made the decision. The exact quote I'm looking at right now was, we had a few different plans in place. Jose was aware of it. He had electric stuff. Tough to take him out, but I think with the way the Twins were constructed, you want to utilize your whole roster. It didn't work out. That was John Schneider the day after the decision. That doesn't sound like a man that thinks he made the best decision, but it also doesn't sound like that he's saying I had a problem with this plan or anything of the above, right? I, I feel that someone told him. Some someone pointed out to him that you had to pull him. Just the way it just sounds like it, right? So as I reiterated, I'm trying to announce my candidacy for the head of analytics. That's all I'm saying. But. Yeah, the other thing too is you don't want to be accused of leaving bullets in the gun too, right? Like, I mean, that's a classic where where a team makes it to somewhere and you know they just don't, you know, they've got the maybe the best closer in the business, or they got the best middle reliever in the business, or they've got a devastating starter that's sitting on the bench while this guy struggles out on the mound. And save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You don't want to be the dude that left Nolan Ryan sitting on the bench or, you know, Joe Carter. 2016. Yeah. Like you don't want to be that dude. And so that's that fear of, of knowing that they've got Kikuchi who also has electric stuff that creeps into it as well. So I can see what Schneider's saying with that. But what I can't get down with is if that's what you're going to do, if that's what you're going to say, if you're going to say, 
it was time to change him because we didn't want to leave anything on the table, then why the hell did they not put some of those other guys in to hit? Or in the midst of that whole thing, same situation there. I don't know why in the midst of that com- comment there, if it was purely on the decision to go with that, and that was what we were going to do all along, why would you even mention that it was hard to take him out because of how electric he was? Just that was the plan. Yep. Sorry, Say nothing. Plan didn't work out. Yep. Walk away yep. from it. Don't yep. don't leave the pin in the grenade pulled half out for yourself to try to figure out how to put it back in. Because that's, to me, a, the fact that he wasn't sure about it. If it was full on the game plan from all on and everybody full heartedly agreed on it, that comment doesn't come out. And then we to the other point of what we were talking about with the reactions of the players and all the other da da da. da. Yep, <laughs> that's a whole piece to it. So, anybody want to talk about you know evidence point one or A here <laughs> before I move on to B? Let's go to B. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean it's I I think we're kicking a dead horse here with this. I I don't like I said earlier. Yeah. I, I don't blame Schneider for this. This was a decision that was made above his pay grade and. The fact that he at least sacked up a bit and said, you know, said some of the things he did, but you are 100% right, Craig. Why, why blow smoke up Barrios's butt for no apparent reason? Just say that was the plan. We tried and it didn't work. We didn't want to leave right. any bullets in the gun. We wanted to make sure that we went out kicking and screaming. And that's what we did. End of interview. I don't think you leave, yeah. I don't think you leave any bullets in the gun by using Kikuchi in the fifth. No. Sixth. Seven, <laughs> let, let them ride it out. Well, <laughs> you know, maybe it's one nothing. Maybe it's one nothing. Maybe one of those runs scored. Maybe, but I can almost say don't. that one of those runs probably would have scored. I'm not worried about that. And the fact that you gave the twins life with that yep. move is the problem. Yeah, yep. I agree. <laughs> so, yep. Anyway, let me move on to finding my next piece of evidence. Victim here. Our next victim. <laughs> victim. <laughs> Go ahead. I said just finding our name. Oh, you said something. All right. So in the midst of this whole thing, obviously, later that week, Ross Atkins comes out and is the one that's supposedly going to answer all the things and what was going on from the front office all the way down to the field personnel that day. Do you guys recall how that conversation went? Because it went horrible. (laughs) He's like... This conversation realized how to greasy. He's Schneider greasy. made that. Yeah, he's greasy. Uh, that act. It's not just this weird hair that he's got going on lately. <laughs> I, I think that, so. that it's interesting too because I feel like after those comments were made, some of the players, even you know when it was brought up that Atkins had said that, they kind you could see this sort of you know like when the when the uh, a guy kills a bunch of people and they go to his hometown and they're like oh no he was such a nice boy that no one ever thought and then they get to one person they're like yeah that dude was a fucking maniac like <laughs> he i'm surprised he didn't kill 30 people you know like that's the oh, look that's they it. had like oh you guys have figured this out now yeah he's a jerk you know so i don't know yeah. so the exact words from that interview where I was just as shocked as you all were. Oh, that's great. That's how the interview started with Ross Atkins. Makes me feel a lot better. Garbage. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> all right, all right. So all I'm hearing is you guys are almost taking that seriously. So stupid. <laughs> what a stupid thing to say. Honestly, what a dumb thing yeah. to say. Yeah. Own it. Just as surprised as you were. Yes, yeah, own it. Stop throwing people under the bus to save yeah. your own skin. Nerd. Fall on your own sword. Recording. This is, yeah, this is one of those wonderful things that you could, you know, what was, what's the commercial that it's like, oh, I can challenge that. And you drop the flag for like everyday conversations. I never said that, right? It's on video. I, I watched yeah. it again. I have it. Just to get a little extra angry for this episode right before I... <laughs> <laughs> so, had to poke the fire, right? Yeah. So, more or less, the rest of that interview goes on the... It was that day we had preventing runs was not an issue. We couldn't score any runs. The strategy is one that in the end was effective. If we only scored two runs, what a dumb thing (laughs) to say as well. It's just, yeah, he more or less, he turned, tries to turn it around from that aspect of that decision of the Brios piece. 
was just a tidbit, right? He's trying to move the blame over here to the offense. We know the offense sucked both games. That's not the problem here. So now, now, Craig, do you at take all take a grain of salt? But yes, fire him is my person. You can you can <laughs> chime in on this as well. But do do either of you think that this kind of a speech? Because this is the kind of speech that if he knows he's coming back and he knows he's sort of been the green light to go after one of the really big free agents that he can come out of this saying, Hey, Hey, look, look at me. I, I'm, I'm now the Pope of Greenwich village over here. Look what I did. I got us Bryce Harper. I got us Shohei Otani. Look at me. You know, like, I don't know what saves you at this point. I really but don't. That's what it's going to take. It's going to take getting one of those big, I, don't think, I think it's both five guys. guys. Both. That? If you're one of those two guys right now and you know, this shit's going on, are you coming to Toronto? Maybe. I mean, I think they oh, would right. money. Yeah, I, money <laughs> money does a lot, but I also think the Jays legitimately have a, a legitimate chance to win a World Series or at least compete for one in the next five years. Now Harper may not want to leave Philly. He likes Philly. They seem to be pretty good, and so maybe that's not an option. But I mean, if you yeah. start to look to Shohei, I mean Shohei wants to go to a place where he culturally he likes it. So Seattle, Toronto. There's a few he's mentioned where he likes the culture of the city. He likes. The fact that the you know that there's there's a heavy Japanese population and that they do attend the games and and come out in big numbers, um, you know he he also wants to go somewhere where if he can't continue to pitch at a level that he is going to be expected to that that team can pick him up and that's the Jays. I mean, there's very few other teams that could take on a salary and a player like Otani and not have to say, Shohei, you're going to have to pitch every five days. Sorry, I, I don't care about your elbow. I don't care about your shoulder. I don't care about any of that stuff. We're, we're, we're getting you because you're two players. Where the Jays are pretty decent, you know, where they could say, well, we've got a pretty good five to pitch here. Let's just let Shohei hit for a month. And if we need him, we can have him pitch every 10 days or whatever. Um, like a utility, the sixth starter almost, right? Yeah, correct. I'll boast to that. It, Will we get it's going to have to have something like that, though. There is no turning back from this. And then I'm going to show you the rest of the why I don't have a way back for Mr. Atkins anyways, yes. because to the point of literally all of us calling, you know, bullshit to that comment a moment ago, uh, the, I was just as I found out just as much as you did. Here's a direct quote from the Shapiro presser on Thursday. I knew the game plan. How would the boss of the boss know, right? <laughs> I knew the purpose behind it. I was aware of it, and I knew that the goal was to bring in Kikuchi in and turn over the lineup and get get some of their left-handed hitters out of the lineup for better matchups later in the game. Great sound baseball decision. He's owning up for it. Unlike the other gentlemen that we talked out here in the middle, so now you've had Schneider say one thing, the middle person do this, and then the guy that runs the whole freaking show <laughs> say, I knew about it. It doesn't go all the way up to the president for an on-field decision like that unless you were all sitting in a room together. Yeah. Period. And, and also discussing the fact that if this went south, they were probably all going to have to wear it. And so I think for the, the guy in the middle to sort of do this, I mean, I think that says a lot about his character. And again, you know, if we're looking for someone to gas, I think that was the perfect opportunity right there to say, look, we're all, we all seem to be on the same page except for you. And you're going to be the one that's going to fall on the sword. See ya. So, so the know. only thing he went on to expand on that, he didn't know when it would happen and if they would actually go through with it. Those are two things that are very different than what we heard from Atkins. Yeah. It's one thing to go from it. it basically, the way I'm interpreting that is it's one thing to have the game plan and then deviate from it. It makes to me sound like this, that everybody else involved had the ability to change from the plan if they wanted to. <laughs> Keyword, yeah. if they wanted, wanted to. to. So... I feel like somebody's boss is holding somebody else's accountable for the fact that he's not being held accountable for it. You know, like having the, you, you happen to be stuck with that crappy boss that actually wants you to do something, even though his boss told you you didn't need to do it. <laughs> that's, what, that's what's going on here. Office yep. space level shit. Yep. Yeah. It's like corporate politics so. all over. 
it's just you know, correct the boss of the boss of the boss and you just my brain hurts just thinking about <clears throat> and now this is why jason what i was saying a moment ago if you were one of those free agents you see that kind of crap coming out in the play. In, you know, any player that's going to come to Toronto this off season is going to go to their homework with their man, their uh, agent and be like, well, let's look at Twitter. Let's see what the fucking world looks like. Right. Holy crap. <laughs> well, that, I mean, I agree it's with you, but then time. how does anybody end up in New York or in San Diego or, <laughs> I mean, you know, I could, I could go on. <laughs> the, the, li- the list point, is long. Friend. Of terrible places, you know, with terrible GMs making terrible decisions. So, I mean, I think, you know, I think it comes down to that being part of it. And I, I think that once we get closer to free agency, we may see Atkins maybe own up to something like this or just sort of say, hey, in the moment, you know, that's how I reacted to the question. And, and you know, after reflecting for a little while. You know, we want to make sure, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, the Mariners have done a good job of it for being a not, a, not a great organization to, you know, sort of turning into a good one. But making sure they're saving face when they're in the public and, and when they're talking about their mistakes, they, you know, like they openly talked about how disappointing it was to not make the playoffs, the screw-ups that they made, the, the screw-ups that ownership made, and, you know, the fact that they didn't make some of the trades they probably should have. And so that's fine. That's Correct. great. Awesome. So now your fan base has something to to rest its hat on where the Jays, I, I, and I don't disagree with you, but when you look at the class that's out there of guys that are free agents, there's not a lot of real heart guys in there. You know, like Juan Soto doesn't go back to his million dollar mansion and go, I wonder what the right thing to do is. He just sits on stacks of money and you know, waits for the next stacks to show up. And there's a bunch of them in this group that are sort of, you know, hired guns or professional killers or whatever you want to say that aren't actually with Soto. He's already won a ring. Yeah. And they want 40,000 in the state, you know, they want 25,000 in the seats and they want, you know, they want them screaming his name and they want jerseys to be sold all this stuff where there's a few guys who are on that list, you know, like the, obviously when you look at the catchers, especially none of those guys come to mind on, on any of that stuff. But as you start to get further away from the catchers, it's amazing how lower quality of human you start to get, um, you know, quickly. Yeah. You get in the uh, Yasmani Grandal that can't hit a ball except over the fence and bat 125 really quickly. Yeah. (laughs) Willie Adamas, Tim Anderson, (laughs) Rojas. I mean, there's a lot of guys out there that, that are just bring back Benji Molina while you're at it and see, (laughs) he probably might, he might hit, he might hit better. (laughs) I don't know. Good shit. Anyway. So the last bit I wanted to mention from the Shapiro presser, as far as takeaways and whatnot go on that Avenue fellas is the fact that, He's putting it out there and calling out that there needs to be more transparency. That is his active leadership amongst this chaos saying this is going to happen all the way from the top down, all the way to the players. And there's going to be better communication due to all these things. My question is, is any of that spill over into the fact that they actually might stop lying to the fan base a little bit too, but that's not mentioned. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, nice but fluffy words. Do you guys think any of that happens? Uh, it's it's hard to say. I mean, right now he's just like trying to talk it up for the for the fans to try to make us yeah. feel a little bit better. It's but, window dressing for now. Yeah, um, I feel like I feel like the Jays, not dissimilar to, and again, I'm going to go back to hockey, but not dissimilar to the Leafs a couple of years ago, where they had to be in a room together and look at each other and be like, guys okay, we keep way over promising what we're delivering on the ice and the fans are going to start to turn on us. And these are rabid hockey fans that we can't keep doing this to. And as much as it pains me to admit it, I think the Leafs have finally come close to getting it right this year. They look great. You know, the whole team looks solid. It looks like they're playing together. And oddly enough, it's the same thing that's happening in Vancouver after years and years of tire fires it looks like those two teams finally just said, hey, guys, we're actually pretty good athletes. We're pretty good at this sport. And if we work together and don't be dicks to each other, we can probably do well. And then they have this shining example of the Edmonton Oilers that just keep blowing their own foot off. I don't know how they keep growing feet because they just every single opportunity they get, they're just like, bango, foot, bango, foot, fall over. And it's, it, it <laughs> blows my mind. Man. But... 
<laughs> the Jays have stumbled. The Jays need to do a little cleaning. Um, I'm going to put this out there right now. I don't think Vladdy's a Jay next year. Let's let, let put me down for my hot take. That's my hot take. We need like a button for that one. Like a, um, yeah, we got to get, some I think he's, he's got tons things. of tradability. I think that he's young. I think that any team he goes to, he immediately becomes big poppy. You know, like it's, it, he has a, so much cachet and I don't know if he just doesn't want to play in Canada anymore, or he just is sick of hearing Schneider's voice. Or he doesn't want to live in the shadow of Bo Bichette, which he never ever thought he would. But Bo has exceeded what Vladdy can do and continues to skyrocket past him. And then yeah. even a guy like I Kevin Vigio, up a shut up. <laughs> yeah, even a guy like Kevin Vigio, who I guess when they were in Buffalo was the better player than all than all of them, has now finally said, you know what, Vladdy, I can play first too. So if, if, you know, I can challenge you defensively. And I'm starting to get better than you offensively. And I make a quarter of what you're going to pull. So these are yeah. things that are going to start to to show up. And I mean, I know Teoscar wants to come back. He's said it out loud. He said, I want to go back to Toronto. So he's I mean, a free agent now. You know, does Joey Votto want to play his last year of baseball in Canada in the place that he was born? I mean, I would say yes. And I mean, he still hit, what did he hit, 26 or something this year? And and was is still a very viable. He was one of the best players in baseball for a whole month this year. Right. He was basically single-handedly the reason the Reds were outside of De La Cruz for running with things a little bit there. Well, and in Canarcion. They had that that in Canarcion kid, and he's pretty darn good too. But anyways, I think that you'll – Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, so as far as hot takes go then (laughs) – Right now, the Blue Jays' free agent to be class is currently Matt Chapman, Kevin Kiermeyer, Brandon Belt, Whit Merrifield, Jordan Hicks, and Hyunjin Ryu. Any of them coming back? And Danny Jansen. Jansen's a, a UFA. Is arbitration. Oh, arbitration. Oh, okay, good. Thank God. <laughs> I think Hicks so is back. Are... Here's my hot take I think Hicks is back. I have a feeling like they're going to try and get Ryu back. I don't know why, but I think they like him. And I think he likes being in Toronto. And um, really, past that, I mean, maybe they make a push for Witt. Maybe. But Witt is the only one, and I think he's too angry. Yeah. But that could be a good thing. (laughs) Like, they almost need somebody who's at Strowman's anger level to get them back on track with what they're doing. Because when Strowman and the if they Jays didn't tell number- anybody and forgot to tell anybody about the Burrios one, it was clearly what Merrifield because yeah. he was fuming mad during that locker room. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't know. That's, that's my prediction. I, I don't know my ass from my elbow and maybe we should ask Ken because he crushed the pick to clicks. So he's probably going to be bad. <laughs> I'm not even going to go this. over the playoff one. That was a, just chalk it up that we all suck. Just like the team <laughs> <Yeah>. did. <laughs> <laughs> so burn that. To that point uh, it kind of if you want to take that with a grain of salt that means you just won the whole damn thing whole season you are the victor of j journal 2023 there it is yeah so any of those free agents do you think any of them are going to come back i like i like ryu i think he, like you said i think piggyback off what jason was saying i think he is he does enjoy toronto i think he after the top, before the Tommy John surgery, I think you feel like he needs that redemption to really show what he can really do. And he wasn't that bad actually when he came back. And uh, so I think he's going to be coming back. I don't think Chapman's coming back at all. I think uh, he just probably just, you know, leave the time carded out. And yeah, I- I'm out. You know, I think he's going to be the newest New York Yankee. I'm calling that yeah. one right now. I wouldn't be surprised. And I don't think that's a stretch. They need a third baseman badly. And when the Yankees have problems, what do they usually do with it, boys? They spend money. Wrecking money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Merrifield, I don't know. I would like him back, but like you said, if he was that fuming. Oh, Kiermaier, sorry. Kiermaier's back. Kiermaier, the other one. Yeah, Kiermaier, he would like to be back. I, I don't think. Matt, we... Whit Merrifield looked very pissed. Like, That's I don't know I'm if it was because curious. of the fact that he never thought they would be dumb enough to really do it. Yeah, or confidence in Schneider, though. That's the thing. That's what my thought is. If he's that upset, could they coexist or is it one or the other? Right. Like, says, okay. My worry is that he might have already lost the locker room and it's not even spring yet. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I'm 
currently worried about. And I, this this isn't this doesn't come down to just Schneider either. If that team really made the decision, this includes Mattingly, Schneider, every bench coach, all the base coaches. We're already seeing Rivera, the third base coach, saying, peace, I'm out of here. But he's actually legitimately retiring. So I'm not thinking that was ha- having anything to do with what happened on the field. Um, so, but to that point, if that team has already lost this locker room, then you either need to do one of two things. Nuke the whole team and start over or get rid of the management. There's really only one, those two things that you can do. Yeah. So and I mean, you can't have right a, now, a I don't poison pill they, in there. Yeah. I don't think they can. I, I don't know the, how much water it holds for them to say, you know, that everyone's coming back. It's a long off season and a lot of stuff happens. And, you know, yeah. when, when, you know, when the Phillies win the world series this year and, you know, they go to their first set of winter meetings and guys are talking and, and, and they see who's out there and available. Maybe, you know, maybe management finally says, all right, you know what, Shapiro, you're going to, or, you know, whoever you're going to Atkins, you're going to, you're going to wear this. And we've got, you know, we've got this guy, this new young stud that we want to, we want to give a shot to, or, you know, we're going to go with a grizzly old veteran um, and, and try that route. But I mean, it's, there, there are a million guys in baseball right now, like baseball management guys are a dime a dozen. Um, and yeah. loyalty is at an all time low. So, I mean, to say that they're going to stick with this same team into the, into the new off or into the new season <laughs> next year. I mean, 50, yeah. <laughs> 50. So, and, and I, I, so right now, so far, according to the record, Atkins is staying. Schneider is staying. They have not went past that line. So I guess it's going to be interesting to see where things go in the next few months. But that is the quote-unquote only thing that's been said so far. And I still even take that with a grain of salt because this fan base is still not very happy. <laughs> so the other thing with, with Merrick. Before we go anywhere is- and actually talk about a couple happy things. Yeah. Does anybody have anything they would like to add before I try to end the show here on a on a uh, high note? <laughs> the only thing I'll say about the free agent stuff is that Whit Merrifield, it appears to me, is up for a massive raise if the Jays re-sign him. Like I'm talking an eleven million dollar swing. Um, his current I would say value in the majors, like yeah, his current value in the majors is about eight million. But I think if they retain his services, it's eighteen million. So. Again, I think that goes to a lot of decision making because, um, y- y- yeah, it's it's some. I was just reading it as we. I was trying to pay attention to it, so uh, I'm. I think I'm close, but uh, that's something to Is that two three Anyways, years. On to the good things. On to the good things. Yeah, three, three years. two years or three years or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the sign, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's Vladdy. Get back to the base, you fat. Yeah. <laughs> Too soon. So anyways, good news. Blue Jays have a plethora of players playing in the Arizona Fall League from the Meyer League system. And did you hear who had his his debut and has already gotten in two games totaling 13, oh, sorry, three starts totaling 13 innings thus far? I'm going to say Ricky Ricky Steven. You are a hundred percent correct. The Teed <laughs> has got eighteen strikeouts in thirteen innings already, guys. So well, good stick. Did you hear and that? And I agree with both. Well, I agree with both of you. Bringing Ryu back is a smart baseball move. The question is: Is it going to be too expensive when you have somebody like this that's on the outside currently looking in? You still have whatever the. Budge is going on with Alec Manoa to figure out. Yeah, that's another weird um, one. We're, we got to open that can of worms next week. That um, yeah. both Shapiro and Atkins both had something very weird to say, very cryptic about um, Alec Manoa. Like, is Alec Manoa go, like gone? Like, did he get abducted by aliens or something? Like, like I'm, I'm serious. How like, is he sounded. gone? <laughs> Anyways, we'll talk about it. It's not like time. he left Buffalo. Was the only thing that I took with all that. And, and this it was a few like weeks ago. Ken and I is. talked. I think one of the weeks you were out, but yeah. he never pitched. Yeah, you gotta put him. We so, gotta put so him on the other... to find out where he is. You're going back to the gloom and doom. Stop it. <laughs> Times. <laughs> I have one other one. One more good one. Yep. Go. 
Which recent Blue Jay from the 2015-2016 years just announced his official Major League Baseball retirement? Mm. It's happened in the last three weeks. Oh, really? If you pay attention to Twitter, I've already invited him to be on this show, and I hope he pays attention. Yes. Uh, <laughs> is it... Uh, it's not Encarnacion. Oh, he's already retired. Officially retired. Shall I give you the position? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will that help? Sure. Yes. Second base. Oh, uh, Gones. Ryan Gones. Ryan Gones is officially retired from Major League Baseball after a, honestly, guys, a very underlining, sneaky good career. I'm not saying it's a Hall of Fame by any admitting or any craziness or anything like that, but a guy like him that played great defense for a long time, including being on two postseason teams with the Toronto Blue Jays and a division winner for the first time in a bajillion years. Yeah. <laughs> so he helped us break the curse. He will forever be happy amongst Blue Jays fans and always will be welcome. But Ryan Goins did officially uh, declare his re retirement. And that, like I said, I invited him to the show. I hope he listens. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll get on it too. Yeah, and he was a good guy. Quality... High performer in the playoffs, um, knew when to step his game up. Quality uh, human being, always seemed to have a big old smile on his face. And I don't know if there's any better. Um, I can't remember who which hit it was where Goins scores the run and slides into home. And it's just a big cloud of dust as he comes flying up and he flexes. And it's just like, like, I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen it either of my kids that happy. Like, I mean, that dude was happy. So I think I know where you're talking about. So... I sent him the message, right? And then I said, oh, by I sent him another tweet, right? Right after that said, oh, by the way, if you join us on the show, I'll be this happy. And it was the gift that you're talking about of him scoring the first run after the bat flip. Yes, that's it. Was, that's exactly he was the, the runner way. on third base. Yeah. And he comes in, he's all like, yeah, <laughs> screaming and everything. I sent so, him that gift and said, this is how happy we'll be to have you on our show. <laughs> All of Absolutely. our subscribers and people that listen, go to, is it Twitter or X or whatever the hell it's called now? Whatever the hell it's Ryan called Gones, Tell him to get on this show. Tell him this is the spot to be. All Goins yes. all the time. We'll even call it Goins, <laughs> Goins, Gone. Look at Goins, Goins, Goins. Goins. That's the episode title. There you go. I'm, I'm pretty out. sure we actually had one when he actually was on fire named that during that time. Frame. <laughs> <laughs> Reuse it. It's okay. Reuse it. Yeah. And just to be this person, this is the other reason I have a beef with Michael K. All those years he, that Brian Goins was on the Toronto Blue Jays. I don't know how you can really butcher that last name as much as you did, but Michael K. found a way to do it. Yeah. Goins. <laughs> Goins. 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 <laughs> it was like Goins, goose Goins. at one point. <laughs> Stop, Bears. So anything you guys want to add to the before we do our normal typical sign off and uh, tell the blue Jays fans what we got cooking a little bit for the off season here. Here's the only thing I've got Jays fans. Um, thanks to everybody for obviously, you know, subscribing and, and following this year. We keep this going all the way through the best we can through the, through the off season through some, I know Craig's got some fun stuff planned. Um, we're really going to effort to try and get some good guests in the off season and keep this thing rolling. Um, I owe a debt of gratitude to a lot of the, the friends and families and hockey kids. And, and um, I know there's some of the kids that actually listen to this podcast, which is super gnarly. Um, and just, you know, don't just be a Jays fan, be a fan of baseball and make sure that you watch the world series and make sure you're talking about it at school and with your friends and, and all the rest of that, because you don't get to get, you don't get to know guys like, you know, like, but, like the, the guys that are on the Phillies and the guys that are, that are on the Diamondbacks and stuff like that. And you don't get to know who the cool, you know, new guys that are coming up are if you don't pay attention to what's going on. So, you know, and that's make sure you're on series. Yeah. Just watch baseball, have fun, watch baseball, do it with your friends, do it with your family. Tell all the whole bunch. Get out and play some stickball for Christ's sake. Well, it's too <laughs> raining too hard here, but, uh, yeah, I know you got a monsoon going on and where you're at. <laughs> Ken and I just are, you know, battening down the hatches for this thing that's called blizzards that'll probably be here in a week. Yeah. <laughs> Ken? Nothing else to add to that one. Jason made a great point. It's been uh, it was a fun season. Yeah. I know we're we gotta have a fun during the off season as well. And uh yeah, you listeners are the what keeps us going it keeps us doing this. So keep subscribing, keep commenting, and uh any ideas, please send them our way. 
<laughs> love the retro hat, by the way. Turncoat. But turncoat. Yeah, there it is. I love how they've been actually wearing their powder blue 70s stuff. That is funny enough, the color of my brand new Bronco, by the way, that I bought. <laughs> that, that like powder blue looking color. So, anyways, I want to mention, but what for as Blue Jays fans that are listening to this podcast. We are going to be here with you all, all off season, like we were just saying. We have some really good fun things, including a guess that Blue Jays tournament um, with a bunch of podcasters, writers, anybody you humanly possibly can think of. We've already got a few teams that are committed. If you would love to be one of those fan teams that would like to join in, maybe I'll let a couple of fan teams come in if you want to be able to uh, get that going. So, and apparently we have a few uh, listeners from the Philippines this evening. So there we go. We got some more fun going on. I didn't know there were that many Blue Jays fans in the Philippines but thank you very much for listening in this evening <laughs> but on that note like i said we're gonna be here all off season we got that we also have season reviews player reviews obviously eventually free agents and trades coming this off season we'll get you geared up for the spring but things are coming soon hopefully that we'll have some fun with with and have all of you joining here on chatting with us live every monday evening still at seven o'clock if the things get too thin, we'll let you know if we're going to go to every other week or something like we did a couple of times over the last few off seasons, but it hasn't been as prevalent the last few years. It's been too much to talk about the last couple of off seasons. <laughs> so yeah, we'll get there and until then. Make sure you keep reading all the wonderful material at jaysjournal.com, the official uh, sponsor of Toronto of Jaybird watching here for us and part of fanside.com and listen to us wherever you get your podcasting pleasures from, including checking us out live on Mondays, as I mentioned. Ready, boys? Three, two, one. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Let's go, Blue Jays. And Phillies. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Jaybird Watching Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, at BirdWatchingGC, and our YouTube channel. If you want to support the show and get extra content, please consider joining us to our Patreon at patreon.com slash birdwatchinggc. Go Jays, go. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.